This podcast does contain adult content and adult language. Parental guidance is suggested. Jessica Anderson and John Kusher, two divorce lawyers podcasting about family law, relationships, and celebrity splits. You're listening to Love Court Off the Record. The Brief. Jessica, that memo line could be getting you into some big trouble. I know. I have this case right now where dad, the husband, is writing the most ridiculous stuff on the memo line of his temporary support checks. And I don't really want to get into the the case that I have pending right now. It's crazy. Kusher, have you ever had people do this? Yes, I have. I can't remember any, though, right off the top of my head. Well, like one time I had a case where the case was already done and I got a call from opposing counsel. I had represented the husband in the divorce and I got a call from opposing counsel like, I don't know, six months after the divorce. And the counsel's like, hey, I know the case is done, but can you please talk to your client because he's writing really offensive stuff on the child support checks? And like... I had to chuckle a little bit because he was writing things like, so like the first month he wrote in the memo line for boob job. And the second <laughs> month he wrote for nose job. And the third month he wrote for facelift. And the next month he wrote for attitude adjustment. <laughs> when the, the, the wife had had no more, she could not handle it when he wrote for STD test. Ooh. <laughs> so so after so the bad. divorce though, this isn't, you're not going to go back to court for that. You're just going to... No, I just talked to my client. I was like, look, you have to stop doing that. That's totally inappropriate. And he did. He did. He just was pissed. He did not want to pay that support. And you know what was crazy? It wasn't even that much money. It was yeah, like... how much was it? It was like 350 bucks a month. Yeah, that wouldn't pay for most of those. STD tests, it probably would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're not going to get a boob job. No, for you're not even going to get one boob. You might even get like maybe the consultation for that, but that's about it. But in that case, they didn't have... It wasn't child support. It was alimony. And so he was really bent out of shape that he was paying the alimony. It wasn't even that much, though. And it was a tax write-off. Did the opposing counsel say how offended the client was, or did she think it was funny? She was just annoyed. Oh. When he said STD test. <laughs> that was the that was, that was it. over the edge. Yep. And then I had um, one time, a long time ago, I had somebody write in the memo line, um, tuition for pole dancing class. Ooh. <laughs> Aren't you like slamming your kid too by saying things like that? This is well, the mother if, of your child. Yeah. I mean, if there are kids involved, I have to believe if you're writing these things on the memo line, you're probably saying things in the children's presence. I mean, if you're that mad, right? Yeah. If they have kids, that would lead to a finding of probable disparagement, I would think. Right. If you don't have kids though, I mean... What's the worst? You make your payment on time, write something nasty down there. What's going to happen, I guess? Right. I will I will tell you one of the memo lines in one of the current cases that I have. And he wrote, screwed by liberal America. <laughs> like he's blaming <laughs> Obama. It got political. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Right? You know, don't you think, though, that people don't seem to understand the child support is an integral part of you being a good parent? Right. I saw this meme a while back and I thought it was a joke. Just like all the other crazy shit I see, I scroll right past it, but it just resurfaced and apparently people really feel like this. I think it said child support should come on a card that can only buy baby stuff, not crab legs, or trips to Miami and fake hair. And I'm just like, really nigga? Maybe now y'all can see why I just knew it had to be sarcasm made by some 14-year-old aspiring comedian. But no, now I think it was made by a salty ass deadbeat who's mad his child's mom has a life. Like, look, bro, 
It don't matter what your child's mom is doing with her money outside of taking care of the child. Long as your child is taken care of, your obligation is still to do your part. Yeah, but she shouldn't be using my money to do it, but she's not. She's using her discretionary income that most single mothers would have left over if they weren't carrying the financial burden of two parents. See, apparently a lot of y'all feel like a mother is supposed to use up every dime of her money first, and only after that will you pitch in for y'all child. Like, what the f***? Maybe if you was less worried about child support and more worried about actually supporting your child, you'd realize a lot of the shit your baby mom does ain't covered by them payments that you make every month. Them monthly payments don't cover waking up in the middle of the night to change a diaper or breastfeed or warm up a bottle. And it don't cover finding a replacement babysitter when the main one call out so she can still make it to work. Damn sure don't cover when the baby gets sick and she got to take a week off of work just to give him round the clock care. But if you want a child support card for baby stuff, put all that shit on there. See how much money you got left then. Oh, and don't forget, anytime there's an unexpected rent increase for the roof that's over your child's head or the baby got a field trip coming up, that comes out of the mother's pocket. Yet you stressed about some crab legs and trips? And I don't give a fuck if she take a trip to Mars every month. If all you do is pay child support, it still don't match what she got to sacrifice and make herself available for day in and day out to take care of that baby. Since we're keeping it all the way a stack, a lot of these same dudes are taking the money they could be using to give their child more than just what they need and they spend it on a new girl every other week, then complain about child support cramping their style. What about the girl that just sit at home all day and don't do nothing, don't even take care of the child? Well, she don't need a child support car, hell, she don't even need custody. But I'm going to tell y'all what y'all tell a lot of these women. Choose better. Like, I'm aware that those types exist, but 90% of the time, single mothers are women who are holding shit down for both themselves and the father outside of the financial aspect. And the same thing applies to single fathers. If you're doing your thing and carrying your weight and then some, the last thing anybody has a right to do is complain about you going out to eat and taking a trip. Give me a break. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, no, that's good. But there's certain parents who share custody yeah. equally. Right. And they each have a roof to keep over the child's head. So, I mean, he's talking about the situation where it sounds like an every other weekend parent. Right. Except even in joint custody, I mean, it's still based on the income disparity, right? At least in Nevada. Right. You're, if you're paying child support and you have joint physical custody, it's because you out earn the other parent by substantial. By a lot, right? right? It's not a it's not a need based thing at all. It's an income comparison base, right? And presumably, both parents are using their discretionary income for the child, right? Or child so related expenses. What's, what's the point of having child support with someone who earns eighty thousand and the other parent earns one hundred and fifty thousand? I mean, what's the point of having yeah. one hundred and fifty thousand parent pay nine hundred bucks a month or whatever it is to the other parent? I agree with that. When you have two high-income-earning parents, then you're just supplementing the other parent's income. And so they can go on trips and to Mars and stuff. So but they, how many of those cases are you seeing? How many of your cases are extremely well-off or well-to-do? It happens quite a bit yeah, nowadays where you have yeah. two parents. I they mean, it's good. more likely now that both parents mm -hmm. are, are working and in the workforce and earning. But do you see the disparaging difference more significantly now? It seems like as attorneys, you would say, wow, it's interesting that that woman is a CEO and she does not make anywhere near what her husband makes. Oh, yeah. You still see that kind of stuff. Right. But from a child support standpoint, does it make sense? I mean, the child's needs are being met in both right. households and then you're just supplementing, you know, your you're out earning the other spouse. And and I think the theory is, at least for those parents, is we don't want the child to have a significantly better life at one house versus the other house. Isn't that right. part of it? But then when you're looking at that, you really need to look at, okay, so what is the standard of living in both houses? Probably in that case, pretty damn good, right? Well, it depends. Like, what about the case where in, like, let's just say in dad's house, there are other children to support and, uh, you know, more people. 
living off that income. And in mom's house, it's just her and the, and the child that's going back and forth, right? And if she's earning $100,000 and dad's earning $150,000 and there's a big child support going from dad to mom, but there's more people in dad's house than there is in mom's house, mom's standard of living then is higher than dad's. Right. And the law has a deviation, right? That you can claim I have more kids to take care of in my house, dad could right. say, but it's almost, almost never applied or enforced. Right. It's unfair. There's some inherent unfairness in child support. I'll acknowledge that. But back to the writing in the memo line, I mean, be an adult. Don't do that. It's it's bad behavior. I mean, I laugh at it now because I think it's kind of funny just just to watch him go through this. And it's like, what are you thinking? Like, I wonder, though, if it was therapeutic at the time. Probably. If, they're just working through it. If I was receiving support and depending on it, I would allow that to transpire if, on my check and just think it was funny. What if it was super mean, like the guy that wrote on his wife's check for Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> so like ins- insinuating that she eats a lot of Cheetos, that she eats like $600 worth of Cheetos. <laughs> well, That's mean. It's not exclusively uh, Ex-husbands Cheetos. love to say that their ex-wives oh, are fat. Ex-wives. ex-wives make fun of their ex-husbands all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, and they're probably more brutal. I would say they're saying things as, well, I'm glad I left that small penis behind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you're probably right. There are probably a lot of penis jokes. I mean, if I had to write the check, I would sign in the memo, sugar mama. Or you could write penis extension surgery. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The penis pump. Penis pump payment. He'll have trouble cashing that at the bank with the cute teller. I really want the client that writes penis pump in the memo line. (laughs) Or um, somebody wrote, an acronym E S and D. I don't know what that is. Eat shit and die. Oh, that's that's a threat. <laughs> See the that I think right. I think so too. That's I terrible. Think, I think that's funny. That sounds threatening to me. Eat would you shit go back and to die? court for that? I would file a TPO. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> but that does that brings up an interesting point. The TPO. This didn't happen in one of my cases, but I have heard of a case where a guy there was a TPO against him by the wife, and he still had to send her child support checks. And so him writing something in the memo line, like a message in the memo line, was a violation of the TPO, and he got arrested. What did he write? He wrote something offensive. I'm going to choke you (laughs) out. No, I don't think it was that, but I think it was like, bitch, or it was like something. I can see that. Eat shit and die. Yeah. Yeah. So then he got arrested. That's a threat. You know, writing gold digger. I could live with that. Right. You see, you're both are saying that in these cases, usually it is, you know, maybe a a small discrepancy. Most families that divorce, both of the people are working. What about someone who, you know, well, she's she's not going to work anymore now. Like, what does a judge say about that? Will their child support payments adjust because... She's not working anymore or... No, I mean, you have an obligation to support your child, even if you're the the primary custodian or the joint physical custodian. And so there is a legal claim that the other side can make that you're underemployed or willfully underemployed for the purposes of avoiding support. In a joint custody situation, that would be be applicable here in Nevada. But um, yeah, you can't just quit working and expect more child support. Income can be imputed to you at your earning capacity. Usually that doesn't work to to lower your support. Yeah, unless they're disabled or mm-hmm. injured or something. Or what about the the stay-at-home mom who has always, yeah. always been the stay-at-home mom and now they're splitting up? Letters that have been sent to you, Jess, where the, these are major concerns. I quit my job. I worked full-time at a salon. I left my job because he wanted me to focus on the kids and now we're splitting and I got to try to make my way back into the business I was in before and rebuild my business. What do you say to a, a parent in that situation? Well, typically the judge will tell them, look, you're divorcing. 
you don't have you don't have the luxury of staying home anymore. You can't expect and now we have two households to support instead of just one on one stream of income. So the expectation is that you'll go back to work, right? And, and that's yeah, I think that's more closely related to an alimony claim than child mm-hmm. support too. If there was a stay-at-home parent for many years, then that person needs to be supported by the spouse who was earning the income from several years. So that other parent can rehabilitate and, and get, get back, back on their workforce. feet. So maybe that temp, that alimony may be like a temporary setup. Well, you haven't worked for six years, you know, for 16 years. So we're going to give you three years to get back in the workforce. Here's your three year alimony payment. Is that kind of how something like that would go? Yeah. Get well, so worth. there's rehabilitative alimony and there's term alimony and you, and you can get both at the same time. So rehabilitative is for getting back to school and you know, doing what you're supposed to do to like regain your, your skills. And you can have like, usually that comes up in a case where like, let's say mom worked, you know, while dad was in school and dad now has a career and the mom was a stay at home mom and took care of kids. And now they're divorcing. Dad has a career. Mom doesn't. Mom wants to go back to school. Dad would have to pay rehabilitative alimony to get her back in the workforce. At the same time, he might also have to support her living expenses. Mm. Interesting. So by paying term alimony. But again, those are things that, you know, the judge has to weigh and figure out what makes the most sense. Would you say that most people that are making comments like that on the memo, though, that this is affecting their children? If they have kids and they're writing mean things on child support checks, I can't imagine that they are not saying mean things in the children's presence. Yeah, I think it's almost presumptive disparagement. Prove prove that you're not disparaging that parent in front of the kid. And mm-hmm. that you're not like emotionally secure enough to be like a, a joint custodian even. I mean, I think yeah. if you're doing that, you are you are clearly not co-parenting. Right. And a court could order you to anger management classes and parenting classes when you get your shit together. I know people that have written something maybe on the first child support check. You could continue it. You're getting into, yeah, you but could if, get in trouble. But if you don't check yourself at some point and if you keep doing it there's something wrong with you <laughs> i know people on their last child support check that have written something like woohoo <laughs> you know uh, like but, i'd give a waiver if i was a judge like first one last one do all the things you want right but in between the you know yeah. three four ten fifteen years you gotta shut it like, right uh, your first one last one i have like some clause in there that'd be written that that would be okay i i agree I think um, I mean I get happy when I'm about to pay off a car. I'm one month away from paying off a vehicle. <laughs> You're gonna write woohoo? Yeah, it's gonna be a woohoo. Screw the no man. more money to you, bank. <laughs> F you, Wells Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Love Court Off the Record. I'm podcast producer Connie Ray, reminding you if you want your legal questions answered by John or Jessica on the podcast, you can write to us via Ask Jessica at Alice965.com or send a private message to their Facebook page, Anderson. That's K-E-U-S-C-H-E-R.